Are you in love with the evergreen passive income dream? You know, the one that is going to get you to go from hustling entrepreneur to someone who makes money in their sleep? Yeah, me too. But this week's guest in the last episode, Rachel Engom, she has mastered the process of having an evergreen funnel and literally making money in her sleep. But even she told us it's very rare when she takes a day off. So what gives? Is the dream even real? Hi, my name is Ina Koveni. I am a global online presence expert and I teach new business owners how to create the business of their dreams online. And every Monday, I bring you an amazing interview with an online entrepreneur who has made it. You can go back to episode 21 to watch Rachel Engom's interview. That's what happened this week. And every Thursday, I bring you this companion episode where I teach you three things that our guest this week is doing very right in their business and that you can start doing right now, even if you're starting out. And if you're watching this while your kids are asleep, FYI, going over to the review section and leaving us a five-star review is one of the quietest activities you could do right now. So make sure to head over there, five stars, say something nice. It really helps support the show. And thanks. This is The Global Phenomenon with Ina Koveni, the podcast where the self-made teach you to stop waiting to be discovered and prepare to be found. But before we start with the teaching, I'm going to answer some listener questions. To ask me a question, go to theglobalphenomenonpodcast.com, submit your question, and I will answer it on the air. The first question comes from Sarah Gasrow. She's a branding expert and founder of the Perfect Vision Program at sarahgasrow.com. And her question is, what are some tips you have for positioning myself as an expert in the social media marketing space when I myself am new to the industry, but very knowledgeable? Sarah, this is a great question because I think it not only applies to people who are new to an industry, I think it applies to everybody who is starting a new entrepreneurial venture because we may fool ourselves into thinking that we're starting from scratch, into thinking that we're not using our past experience and all of our knowledge. And the truth of the matter that those who hire us to do a job don't really care how long we've been in business. I know that sounds super counterintuitive because if I have two options and one of them has a lot of experience and the other one clearly doesn't, well, first of all, that's not going to prevent me from hiring the person who doesn't have much experience. I have done this myself. I've done it to save money. I have done it to test them out. I have done it because I've liked them better than the other person. So I want you to know that lack of history in your work experience as an entrepreneur is not as relevant as you think. When people hire you, it's because number one, they like you. Number two, you're able to help them with whatever they need help with. Number three, you are there. Don't underestimate the power of being there, of being the low-hanging fruit. People don't like to shop around with some exceptions, right? The world is divided into two kinds of people, those who shop around and those who don't. And those who don't are going to be your best friends because they just want help. And they know 
that because you're starting out in your business, your prices are going to be lower than going with a big firm. That option is always going to be there for them. They could say, sorry, Sarah, I want to work with somebody who has a ton, a ton, a ton of experience, and I'm going to pay premium for that. And they're welcome to it. But there are so many people out there who do not feel that way at all. In fact, I'm one of those people who will hire you because you know your stuff and because I know that I can work with you, right? If I were working with a bigger firm, I'm going to feel like the process is going to be a little bit more rigid because they've been at it for longer. I am expecting processes to be pretty much set. So I am not going to expect expect a lot of customization. I'm not going to expect a lot of back and forth. I'm not going to, to expect really to be listened to as much as somebody who is starting out, who is eager, who is there, who really wants to help me is going to. So if you couple all of those advantages that you have as somebody who's starting out, plus a good disposition, I will hire you in a second. And I have done this so many times before. I've hired people for very, very important jobs that I have interviewed and I've interviewed the gamut and I have seen the different prices and I've seen the different experiences and I still went with the least experienced person simply because I liked them better, because I felt like I could work with them, because I felt like I would be comfortable asking questions. I felt like I wasn't going to be put in a box. So all of these things that I'm listing for you are advantages that you can take in your business and you can... I'm not saying downplay your experience because you are an expert. You know what you're doing, all right? And this is not just to Sarah. Everybody should be hearing what I'm saying. If you're starting a business doing something, it's because you know more about that, that thing than your clients, right? It doesn't matter how many years you've been doing it. You know more than your client. So go out there and stress that piece and be relentless about going out and following up. Never underestimate the power of following up. When I hired my VA, guess what my VA did? She not only sent me a message, she also friended me on Facebook and she sent me a Facebook messenger. For other people, that may have not worked. That might have been like, this person is is, is getting in my face too much and it may have turned them off. For me, somebody who is busy and I really don't have time to sift through a lot of things, I appreciated the initiative and I said, I need to give her a shot. And I interviewed three people and she ended up winning the job, not just because she sent me a Facebook messenger, but because she was the best person for the job. But I appreciated that she really wanted this, that she wanted to work with me. So you follow up very respectfully. You always say, hey, uh, what's going on? I want to make sure that we're still on the same page. I want to know if you want to know more about my services. You always follow up. So when it comes to positioning yourself, because that was your question, right? How to position yourself? You position yourself as the expert, right? As, you know, if you're a millennial, right? If you're you're starting out, you have so much advantage over somebody who has been doing it for 20 years because you know the latest trends and people will want to hire you for that. So start to think about that, about yourself in that way. What are some things that I have that would be an advantage over somebody else who's been doing this longer? More experience doesn't always mean it's the best option. So I would encourage you to do that. Make that list. What are the things that you have that people who have been in the industry longer don't have? Number one will be better prices because somebody who's running a bigger operation is going to charge more. So better prices, you have a sunny disposition, you are great to work with, and you know what you're talking about because X, Y, Z. Everything else, just ignore. You will never downplay yourself. You will say, I am perfect for this. And it's not my experience that makes me perfect, is this and this and this. I really hope that that helps. Uh, it's a matter of really 
turning it around on its head, right? It's saying, it's not my experience that makes me, it's my expertise. And there's a difference in that. So all the best, Sarah. I know that you're going to do great. The next question comes from Dr. Shauna Butler. She teaches healthcare leaders to be patient safety experts at nurseattorneyeducator.com. And this is her question, which I thought was an incredible one, and I, I can't wait to answer it. I am done with the early beginning stage of building a business. I have a logo, a website, a freebie, a nurture sequence emails. I have my EIN, my LLC, my bank account, my mailbox for office address, etc. I do post on social media so that when I do finally get picked up, there will be some posts to go back to and it won't look like I'm brand new. I do need to post more, admittedly but we all do, Shauna. Um, but how do you get to that next stage? I need to get subscribers and followers and eventually, of course, clients. I think I'm a little reticent because I don't have a full-on course to offer yet, but I know all of the advice is to not wait until you have a course to start advertising beforehand and then build it fully once you have actual clients. But I am struggling with trying to sell something and advertise something that doesn't fully exist yet, although I do have a full, although I do have an extensive outline. All right. This was a mouthful, Shauna, but what it comes down to is, okay, I have the basics. But now how do I sell something that doesn't exist that I've never taught before? Okay, the first thing I'm going to do is dispel some myths that are in your write-up, okay? You said, I need to get subscribers and followers and eventually course clients. Not true. You don't have to do that. You don't have to do anything. This is why I'm saying this. Getting clients has really nothing to do with how many followers you have. There are people out there who have 30,000 followers on Instagram and are not making any money off of clients. They're not signing anybody new. So it's not about the followers. Although, hey, if you want to learn about building a following and if you want to know how to monetize a following, you know, I'm your gal. I can tell you all about that. But when you're starting out, this is not just Shauna, everybody. When you're starting out, you're not going to get your customers from your audience. Your audience is too small. Usually you can assume that out of your audience, about 1% are really going to become clients. So unless you have a following of 100 people, you may not be able to convert even one person into being a client from that pool. You see what I mean? So when you're starting out, it's less about picking clients off of your audience. And it's more about establishing relationships with people who need you. So in your case, so you teach healthcare leaders how to become patient safety experts, um, go out there and teach. That is how you're going to concentrate your potential clients in a single room. I would go out there and teach. I would teach classes online. I would go to Eventbrite and I would post, hey, I'm going to be teaching a class. I am, you know, a certified everything because you have all of the um, all of the credentials that anybody needs to teach this stuff. I have all of these credentials. I have all of this experience. Come and watch me talk for so much money. I would make it probably, I don't know, come watch this talk for $65, something like that. If you're actually teaching a class, like people can walk away with a workbook or with something they've done, maybe I'll charge more. that's more of a program price, right? But to come and watch a class, right? 
All I want is the butts in the seats. If I'm trying to sell a program, I want to start qualifying my ideal clients. So I can tell you, actually I can, 50% of my clients this year came from my teaching on Eventbrite, going out on Staples and teaching there, teaching online, right? When I teach a topic, automatically I'm attracting the right people in the room. And when they see me as a teacher, they see me as the expert. They see me as a person who can guide them and lead them. So you just have to make sure to create that that funnel. It's not about creating a webinar and having the emails set up and having the launches and all that stuff. It's just set up a time on your schedule every single month, every couple of weeks, where you're going to sit down at your computer and teach something. Post it on Eventbrite. Make sure that the keywords are really clear so that people know who this is for and what it's for. So you can start attracting those healthcare leaders, right? Get them in the seat. Show them what you're teaching them and then give them a next step so that you can start attracting those people who want to take that next step with you. And once you have them there, make sure that they get signed up for your mailing list so that they can consume your content. And if you are launching something, eventually they will be a part of it. But start to establish relationships. Start to have, start to have conversations with people who might actually buy your program. Once you have that relationship and once you get on a call and that person says, yes, I want to become a patient safety expert. I want to be the go-to person in my clinical facility, that's when you say, let's work together. I have a program and this is how much it costs. And this is how long it's going to take. In the program, by the way, if they ask you, can I see an outline of the program? The answer is no. <laughs> Actually, I never say no. I just send them. Um, uh, first of all, I'm going to say why, why the answer is no. The answer is no, because this is your proprietary method right? So your outline, you're going to keep that very close to you because you don't want to be giving this outline away. And now everybody can just go through your outline and Google everything. Number one, they're not going to get the same results as working with you. So it's going to be a disservice to them. And number two, that's proprietary information. So instead of saying no, when people ask me, can you show me the modules of your program? I usually say, uh, sure. On the first two weeks, we are going to get you to identify your ideal client. On the following two weeks, we are going to get you to have complete clarity on your message so you know what you're selling. On the next couple of weeks, you're going to create your free offer. And on the final half of the program, a professional team is going to make your website based on exactly what you want and it's going to go out on time and you're going to love it, right? Right there, I gave you an outline without telling you my secret methods, my proprietary methods, my worksheets, my, uh, you know, everything that I have built over the past two years, I'm not giving it away, but I'm telling them these are the results you can find, you know, week over week or month over month. So your next step, Shauna, is to put yourself out there as an expert and to get the people in the room, okay? Stop thinking about, I need to build an audience and then get clients from there. Go and teach. Tell people that you know about this stuff and start to get those people in the room. Establish conversations. Tell them that you can help them get to the next level. Start to think about what is the value proposition of this offer, of this program, and attract the right people and just start working with them one-on-one. -on -one. And once you, once you start to sign clients this way, you'll see that, oh, wait a minute. I just booked myself full with five clients and I didn't even have to, I, like my audience is not... 500 people, right? That's how it works when you're starting out.
conversations, relationships, getting the right people in the room and teaching them and helping them one-on-one. Now that you start to work with them, that's a point when I would start thinking it's time to start building your audience, right? And start, it's time to start grouping people so that you can create more content. You can, now that you start to make that money, you can free up more of your time, get some help. And all of that comes from there. So that's what I would say is your next step, Shauna. And good luck for everybody who's listening. That's what you do. You are the expert. Go out and make it happen. All right. Are you ready to learn what Rachel Engum is doing really, really right? And you should start doing right now. Let's start with point number one. Evergreen funnels. I'm going to start, first of all, by saying this is a goal. This is probably not something that I would have you do right away, but there's little pieces that you can start to put into place so that by this time, six months from now, this time next year, you can actually have an evergreen offer. So first of all, I'm going to back up a little bit, tell you a little bit about that evergreen dream that I was telling you about at the top of the episode. So is there such thing as making money in your sleep? Let's define what does it mean to make money in your sleep? What it means is that you are not actively working, producing, or doing anything specific and special for that money to materialize, for somebody to buy something from you. Uh, For example, if I am doing coaching and somebody paid me uh, $5,000 to teach them about something over the next six weeks, that is not evergreen because it requires my effort and I could not scale that in any way. I cannot, I, not even if I wanted to, I cannot take 20 clients, even if that's going to make me $100,000 in the next month, I can't physically, in the way that I'm set up, take 20 one-on-one clients to work with. So if you can't scale it, it's not evergreen. So the only way something can be evergreen or quote-unquote make money in your sleep is if you if you can be completely hands-off and it doesn't matter if 10 people buy it, 100 people buy it, 1,000 people buy it, or 10,000 people buy it, there is no more effort on your part to serve that clientele. So the first thing that you're going to need is an evergreen product. And you guys... <laughs> You don't need, um, you don't need an entire program, an entire course to be evergreen. That's ideal because those are the higher price offers that you can start putting out there. And if you have a high price offer that is evergreen, ka-ching, right? That's where it comes from. That's where the dream comes from. But I explained to you guys in this uh, interview episode with Rachel on episode 21, I told you guys about how I found her. I found her through an evergreen funnel. I just bought her tripwire. That's what it's called. Uh, when you like trip over the offer, right? Because I found this $17 offer and I decided to buy it. That's called a tripwire. Uh, and that's something that she didn't have to do anything extra for. It doesn't matter if one day she gets 10 people buy it or she gets 10,000 people buy it. It was exactly the same effort on her part. She didn't have to do anything. That's how you define making money in your sleep. Now, can you make money in your sleep and then retire from it? That is just a dream, right? I know that there's a lot of people out there who think that, uh, well, I am going to retire and I just want the passive income, right? I wouldn't want to have to work for it. So technically an evergreen funnel and passive income sounds great. Here's the thing. 
With an evergreen funnel, you are relying on getting new clients all the time, new people buying from you all the time. And you know what is harder to do? Everybody has heard this. What is harder to do, to get a new client or to keep an old one? Keeping an old one is easier because they've seen what you're made of and they want what you have, right? A new client has never heard from you, has never seen your stuff, has never experienced it. So an evergreen funnel that you never have to work on, you never have to nurture that audience, you never have to offer anything ever again, that is going to get increasingly harder to do as you start to run out of ways to market yourself, as you start to uh, drain the pool of people who are receiving your Facebook ads, right? How many more ways are there for you to uh, reshape your Facebook ads to keep moving it? And even then, I'm telling you there that there's going to require some tweaking. It's going to require some tweaking, right? So there's always going to be something that you need to do to keep something up. Now, if you want to grow it, then it will require of you to think like a company. You need multiple services. You need to be on top of things. You need to be managing your team. So the evergreen dream is about being able to scale rather than being able to make money in your sleep. You see what I mean? So it's not that I can just set it up and go to sleep and make money. It's that I set it up and now I turn around and say, what is next? What else can I offer them? How else can I be using my time? What other team members can I add so that I can start removing myself from this other thing so that I can do something else? So that is the evergreen machine that Rachel finds herself in. She's now putting out new offers. She's continuously uh, testing, which is actually another point. But having an evergreen funnel is something that she's doing very, very right. So I'm going to tell you just really quickly, if you want an evergreen funnel, this is, this is all you need. That tripwire that she set up is an evergreen funnel. So this is what you need. Create an offer that people would buy even if they were not on a sales call with you, okay? Usually people will want to get on a sales call for packages that are maybe over $1,500, maybe $2,000. Um, I have purchased programs for $1,000 without getting on a sales call with anybody. So even $1,000 is still kind of in that evergreen um, threshold, right? I, I've bought courses for that amount without having to get on a call with anybody. So the price has to be right and you got to have a way for them to learn more about it. So if it's a really low offer, like I just told you, the $17 offer, that could just be as easy as, hey, you signed up for my freebie on the thank you page. Hey, here's something else that you might like. It's only 10 bucks. It's only five bucks. It's only 17 bucks, right? So that's one way of having an evergreen funnel. Another way would be for you to start working on this now with the goal of having a high premium evergreen offer later down the line. And that is going to take a lot of work up front, but fun work, right? Start to help people one-on-one -on -one. and then try to, try to figure out, okay, how can I group people in this? Okay, this method is working, then I'm going to package it and just sell it without my coaching, without me being involved. And that is an evergreen premium package. That's what I was able to accomplish with the Be Found program this year. And I'm giving myself a pat in the back for finally being able to do it, for finally turning a high, a high ticket item evergreen, right? That now I can just do exactly what Rachel told us to do on the call. I can go and I do webinars every single week and I can sell it and I can start to tweak my numbers. So the one thing, the first thing that Rachel Engom is doing very right is 
she puts these evergreen processes in place. And you can start doing this today by creating a low ticket offer and just putting it on the thank you page of your freebie. Boom, you're done. That is your first evergreen funnel. Now for the premium one, get working on creating that methodology that you can turn into a course. Let's go to number two. The second thing that Rachel Engom is doing really right and you should start doing now, like I totally confessed in the interview, you need to get yourself some help. And I've I, I've been there. I'm telling you, it took me over two years to actually hire the right kind of help that would start to take things off my plate because I kept thinking, well, I, I need to save myself the money. I need to save myself the money. I can do it. It's not a big deal. I can do it. It's not a big deal. But once you start to see all the things that somebody else could be doing, it opens you up for making more money. It opens you up to think of more offers, to create more, rather than you being your worker, rather than you being the boss and the worker and the individual contributor and just like cracking the whip on yourself saying like, do this faster, do, do more, do more, do more, and also manage yourself. So the one thing that Rachel did right away, and she told us that Facebook ad that I responded to for her services, that was the last time she touched Facebook ads, Right. Now she has somebody else do it. The more you can outsource, no matter how small it is, the more time you will have to make more money, to come up with more offers, and to attract more clients. So she gets help, and this is something that it doesn't matter how small you are. As soon as you start to make money, you start to hire someone that you can start outsourcing things to. And the third thing that she does very right is she tests. And she told us about it. I, I really wish we had dug even deeper about the testing. How do you test? How do you test that something is working? Do you have a freebie? Do you know how many people see your freebie page versus how many people sign up for your freebie page? What is that number? Is that anywhere close to 50%? Because if not, you need to work on it. Try a different name for the freebie. Try a different landing page. Try a different. Try asking for different things. What if you didn't ask for the first name? What if you only asked for the first name? What if you stop asking for last name? What if you stop asking for phone number or country? Right? What happens when you stop offering these things? What happens if you tweak some of the messages on it? What happens if you change the picture of yourself on the sales page? She tests everything, and she doesn't go evergreen until she knows her numbers, until she knows that this is converting and that it's going well. So those are the three things she's doing right. So what can you do in terms of testing? What can you do? Start right away. Offer your freebie. You can just start testing with your freebie. I'm not even talking about launches. Test with your freebie. Go out there, put it out there one week and see what your baseline is. Then put it out the next week, but this time change the name. Did it do better? This time, pick the name that did better and then change the picture. Which one did better? Okay, now use the text that worked best and the picture that worked best and then change the landing page. Which one gave you better numbers? That's how testing works. That's something you can do and it doesn't have to take up all of your time. It's just change one thing a week, something to that effect right? So keep testing so you can keep improving your numbers as much as you can. 
So those are the three things that Rachel Engom is doing very right in her business. Number one, she focuses on evergreen funnels. Number two, she got help early on and a lot of it. And number three, she tests everything that she puts out there. So how did that feel? Was that good? Do you feel like you got enough to get you moving in the right direction? Did you learn something new? Amazing. That's what we're here for. And if this popped up any questions for you or you want me to dive deeper into any of these topics, head on over to theglobalphenomenonpodcast.com, submit your question there, and I will answer it on the air. And make sure to hit the subscribe button because next week I'm going to have Rachel Miller from Mula Marketing, and you have seen her because this is the viral content woman. I've signed up for her programs. She is incredible. She's a ball of fire, and you're not going to want to miss what she has to say about going viral with your content. You're not going to want to miss it. Make sure to hit subscribe. I will see you on episode 23 next week. And until then, have a wonderful rest of your day. See you on the next one. Thank you for listening to The Global Phenomenon with Ina Coveney. Join the conversation inside the Facebook group at theglobalphenomenon.com slash Facebook. Listen to new interviews every Monday and learn with a companion episode every Thursday. This podcast was created by Ina Coveney, music by Jared LaBelle, and this was the voice of Kip Clark.